morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to worship at Hillhead, wherever we are this morning. This is our annual covenant service, which will be led by Katrina, but we'll also hear the voices of Elaine, Graham, Freya and Sarah, Katrina H, Ade, Paul F, as well as our trustees. Our musicians this morning are Paul and Leo. In a moment or two, Owen and Ethan and their family will be lighting our candle and that's our cue to do the same if you would like to. You should also have received a packet or an envelope from Katrina this week. Please have it beside you. We'll be opening them together during the service. And if you'd like to join in the interactive prayers, it would be helpful if you had either a sheet of kitchen roll or a large paper tissue or paper napkin and a felt tip pen or a ballpoint pen beside you. And of course, we conclude our service with communion. So don't forget to have something ready to eat and drink at that point of the service. Then tonight at 7 p.m., our Zoom evening service will be led by the Reverend Liz Johnson Blythe. The eagle-eyed among you will have spotted that in the key it said 4 p.m. and not 7 p.m., but it is the usual time of 7 p.m. for our evening service. So hope to see you there. And then just to say briefly, we hope to have an update for you on the church building in the very near future. So do look out for an email from me on that. But I think that's all. And now, therefore, over to Owen and Ethan and their family to light our candle. As we gather for worship, let us join together to become the body of Christ. Christ is the light that lights our way. May we glimpse Christ's light this day. Good news of God. 
So if you have that piece of kitchen roll, tissue, serviette and your pen of whatever variety, um, now's the time to get those ready. I've got a piece of kitchen paper and it's just a thin piece of paper. This one, I think, is made with recycled paper. Some are not. But it's one of those things that you use once and then you scrunch it up and you throw it away. People don't even give it any thought, really, when we use them. Just insignificant. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel quite insignificant in this great big world of seven billion plus human beings in a massive solar system in an even bigger universe. But it's good to remind ourselves that however small and insignificant we feel, however much we think that as soon as this life passes, our story will be forgotten, that God notices and God cares. So I'm going to invite you, if you like to, to use this piece of paper to draw or write your prayers this morning. If you prefer to do that in your, in your head, that's totally fine. But the first thing we're going to do is a kind of a thank you to God. And I'd like you to take a moment to think of one thing about you that makes you glad that you would like to thank God for. Now, it could be a physical attribute, but it might not be. And if you're anything like me, it probably won't be. So it might be a skill or ability. It might be something about your personality. You might find it really easy to think of something, but you might find it quite difficult. So just take a moment and either draw or write what it is you'd like to thank God for that's unique and precious about you. And if you've done that, and I like to take a moment to think about something about yourself that makes you perhaps feel a bit sad or a bit disappointed or something that you regret and to write or draw that. Now, this one cannot be about your body, about your physicality, about who you are physically as a human being, because all bodies are beautiful. Even bodies that are scarred and broken or imperfect are beautiful. So we need to remind us of that, ourselves of that. But maybe there is something um, about how you've been feeling that you're, has made you disappointed or sad, something you've said or done, something you've not said or not done, an opportunity that you let go and now you regret, whatever it might be, however small, just an opportunity to think of that. And if you'd like to, to draw or write that as well. And then the last one is a kind of a please. Is there something that you dream of, something that you imagine that would help you to flourish? How would flourishing look for you? And again, this one comes with a few restrictions. You can't put fame and fortune up there. You can't say, I, I, I would be, I wish I had lots of money. You can't say, I wish I was famous. That's not what this is about. This is about becoming who God has made you to be. To be more fully you, if you like. What would you dream of being, becoming? So these things we have named in our hearts, 
have drawn or written. These are our prayers which we offer to God, knowing that God receives them with joy, delights in what brings us delight, releases us from what causes us regret, and energises us to live and become the dreams we dream. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. First reading this morning is from Mark chapter 4, verses 26 to 32. Jesus said, God's kingdom is like a man who plants seed in the ground. The seed begins to grow. It grows night and day. It doesn't matter whether the man is sleeping or awake. The seed still grows. He doesn't know how it happens. Without any help, the ground produces grain. First the plant grows, then the head, and then all the grain in the head. When the grain is ready, the man cuts it. This is the harvest time. Then Jesus said, what can I use to show you what God's kingdom is like? What story can I use to explain it? God's kingdom is like a mustard seed, which is smaller than any other seed on earth that you can plant. 
But when you plant it, it grows and becomes the largest of all the plants in your garden. It has branches that are very big. The wild birds can come and make nests there and be protected from the sun. I sat down to start thinking about this week's service, I looked back over the equivalent services for the last 12 years that we've been together, and particularly to the very first Sunday that I preached at Hillhead as your newly inducted minister. I think it was the 4th of October, I can't remember the exact date, but it doesn't really matter. And the reading we've just heard read for us by Katrina was the very first reading that was read for us um, when I was the official minister at Hillhead Baptist Church. Just before I moved up to Glasgow, I went into Colville, my local little town, one last time and to a shop where I bought something that I was going to bring as a present to Hillhead Baptist Church on my arrival. Some of you may remember that, some of you won't because you weren't around then. But it was something that was going to form part of what in those days we referred to as the children's talk. Goodness, what a long way we've come from that, haven't we? When we now talk about starting together, recognising the innate spirituality and wisdom of our young people and our children, even our tiny tots, and their ability to inspire and encourage us, those of us who've been around for many, many years, we learn together of God and we share together in worshipping God. This week, to almost every household who represented this morning, I did post out a, either a, a package or a letter. I, I did spot there's at least one person um, who didn't receive one, but I will post one out to them later on today, tomorrow. Have to be tomorrow because I have to go to the post office to do it. But if you had either a, a green envelope or a white envelope through the post, now's the time to get that. And I would invite you, if you can, to open it up and empty out the contents in front of you. Um, you don't need to do anything with them yet, but if you can just tip them out, if you've got a table or a seat or something in front of you, that'd be brilliant. Some of the people who've got the green ones are struggling to get them open. They are very um, firm glue on those green recyclable bags. 
jiffy bags are probably slightly easier to open if you've got those. And if you're in the EU or the USA, I'm just hoping to goodness that the thing, the little envelopes I posted to you arrived in time. Unfortunately, customs and biodiversity rules meant I couldn't send you the same things as the UK-based people. But if you are based in the UK, hopefully you have a brown paper bag in your, uh, your envelope or from your envelope. If you are in the EU or the USA, hopefully you have a picture card with some flowers or a garden or something on it, which is the best I could manage over the distance. Now, yours won't say me on it. Mine says me on it because it's got less content I got what was left at the end. But inside that bag, you'll find, you don't need to open it now, but you'll find some flower bulbs. And, and what you've got varies because it depended what I bought. Some of you have got daffodils, some have got hyacinths, some have got tulips, some have got little things I couldn't pronounce the name of, but you've got half a dozen bulbs of one sort or another. And that's what I brought when I came to Hill Head. I brought a brown ceramic bulb, some bulb fibre, and actually it was hyacinth bulbs I brought. And we invited the children to plant those and entrusted them to the safekeeping of Sunday school. It had to be Sunday school because I'm rubbish at growing things. But the Sunday school very carefully looked after those bulbs for us. And after a few weeks, a little shoot popped up. And a few more weeks, there were green leaves. And then the stalk stem started to, started to appear, and it was just the first hints of the flowers. And I don't know if those who were around that far back can remember, but in the end, we had to stick rollers into the, the compost to hold up these huge, beautifully scented hyacinth flowers that were grown. And I said back then, this was a new beginning and it would take time to see what would happen. There were no guarantees. We were all taking a risk starting out together, just like the farmer in the story. But if we did our bit and trusted God to do God's bit, then hopefully something beautiful would emerge. And it did. Those flowers emerged. And we are here. And we have grown and changed over those 12 years. And I hope that it feels beautiful to you, because I would say 99% of the time it feels pretty beautiful to me. And the 1% of the time it doesn't, it's probably more about me than about anybody else. One of the things we'd hoped to do um, when I came here was that sometimes I would go and work with Sunday school. Now, all sorts of good reasons why that didn't happen, but I very vividly remember one of the few times it did. And Elaine was leading. And I don't know if Elaine kind of had a bit of deja vu this morning when I asked people to put prayers onto a piece of kitchen paper. Because that's what Elaine invited us to do in Sunday school. She said, I want you to, to write. She, she gave us cues as what we were to write or draw. And then she gave us each a paper cup, a large paper cup, and said, now I want you to put that in your paper cup. And then we added some bulb fibre and a bulb. And the idea was that as these bulbs grew, as we looked after them, first of all, the little shoot, then the leaves, and then the flowers. And those prayers that we had written, the paper would dissolve away, but the prayers somehow would become part of the growth of that flower. And so that's my invitation to you this week, or a bit later if you haven't yet received your bulbs is to take those prayers that you recorded, if you recorded them, but perhaps to think of them if you didn't, 
and plant those bulbs, whether it's in a, in a pot, whether it's in the garden, doesn't matter. And then watch as they grow, as you look after them with God's help. Life can be really challenging and life for all of us has been really challenging over the last months, over the last year and a half or whatever it is. But I know that together and with God's help, we can continue to flourish and grow. With God, integrating all that we have experienced is possible as we carry on to become even more beautiful. So now let's listen for God speaking again in our second piece of scripture. Uh, Acts 2, 42 to 47. The believers spent their time listening to the teaching of the apostles. They shared everything with each other. They ate together and prayed together. Many wonders and miraculous signs were happening through the apostles, and everyone felt great respect for God. All the believers stayed together and shared everything. They sold their land and things they owned. Then they divided the money and gave it to those who needed it. The believers shared a common purpose, and every day they spent much of their time together in the temple area. They also ate together in their homes. They were happy to share their food and ate with joyful acts. The believers praised God and were respected by all people. I want to tell you a story, a true story, about a couple called Gwen and Bill. Well, they weren't really called Gwen and Bill, but those are the names I'm going to use for them today to protect their identity. When Gwen was 17, she fell in love with Bill. Things developed rather quickly, and in the late 1960s, early 1970s, they had to get married. Within a few months, they became parents to twins. And within another two or three years, they'd had another single child and a further set of twins, so that they very soon had five children under five. Gwen came from a Welsh Baptist family, very strict. Her parents refused to allow her anything other than a register office wedding because of her sin. Bill was a brummy, a man with a great sense of humour. He was never quite sure about God and faith, but 100% supported Gwen in her faith. Life wasn't always easy, as you can imagine. 
but Gwen worked really hard and eventually became the head teacher of an infant school in Leicestershire. Bill worked in an industry where he dealt with hazardous chemicals and developed a life-limiting lung disease. Eventually, they asked me to conduct a, a ceremony for them for their Ruby wedding anniversary. Gwen wore the beautiful dress she had never been allowed to wear. Bill put on his best suit. And we acknowledged what had been good and what had been difficult about those 40 years in a wonderful church service where their children and their grandchildren danced hours away. Why am I telling you that story? Well, I'm telling you that story because I think it tells us something important about covenants, about the relationships we make. Sometimes it's all beautifully planned and tidily begun. We have wonderful hopes and dreams and aspirations. Other times, like Bill and Gwen, well, it wasn't quite what they planned. But they worked hard. They stuck together through thick and thin. They laughed more than they cried. They worked together more than they squabbled, though they would have been the first to tell you that they had squabbled and quarrelled at times. There had been moments when it would have been easy to give up and work, walk away, but they hadn't. They took seriously the promises they'd made in that cold register office one December. Not very long after I came to Hillhead, Bill died, and you very graciously allowed me to go back down to Leicestershire to conduct his funeral. It was a privilege to journey with Gwen and Bill for around about six years that I knew them. And it continues to be a great privilege to journey with Hillhead for the 12 years so far that we've been together. Don't panic, I'm not about to tell you I'm going. You are stuck with me for as long as I can imagine, at least until I retire. At the time I was looking to come up here, I did one of those things that I suspect all ministers looking at new churches do, and I typed the name of Hillhead Baptist Church into my favourite search engine. And one of the things popped up was a mystery worshipper report on the satirical website Ship of Fools. I'd love to know who Kingsfold was, who, who wrote the report. Maybe some of you know, I don't know. But when I read that report, they described how they'd walked into the church and sat in an empty seat only to discover they were next to the choir. And that as they sat in the service across to one side, they could see the blue and yellow mug sat on the servery ready for the cups of tea. It was a happy, joyful report, really. And one of the questions that the ship of Falls mystery worshippers are asked is, what will you remember in seven days' time? And it was something like, I liked these people. Would you go back? And they said, yes, I would go back. I, I felt welcomed by these people. So I came to, at that point, to just do an initial visit to Hillhead, knowing that you had blue and yellow cups, knowing there was a choir, and knowing that these were people that somebody had liked. And the thing that has struck me most over these 12 years is whenever somebody comes and visits Hillhead, they appreciate the welcome. They say, these people I like. These are warm, friendly people. Now, not everybody stays with us. We've had people come through our doors who said, you know, I've enjoyed being with you, but I'm sorry, I couldn't worship like that every week. I can't sing traditional hymns. I have to sing praise songs. Or we've had people who've come and said, yeah, I really, you know, loved you, you as people, but 
theologically we're poles apart and that's fine we would never seek to force anybody into our mold that wasn't led to us by god but what a wonderful thing that people who come through our door once or twice maybe just passing through glasgow maybe just passing through zoom say i like these people they're kind they're warm they're friendly what a fantastic beginning what a welcome to community But of course, that's the beginning, isn't it? We choose, if we do, to become to some degree part of this church. Twelve years ago, the church and I made a covenant together as minister and church to walk together with God. And that's basically the covenant we're looking at again this morning, our community covenant, as we all walk together with God. Some people feel called to make a personal covenant with the church, to covenant in membership with the church. And I'm not going to get into the theology of how those are different and why those are different, because I don't think it helps. But this is part of the beauty of Hillhead. We can be part of this church, fully committed in covenant at the, at the core, but it's also a place which is kind of fuzzy around the edges, where we can come and explore, is church for me? Is Jesus for me? Is that cat yelling in the corner and annoying me? We are together in different ways in this church. But whatever the covenant is, whether it's between the minister and the church, whether it's between individuals and the church, it's a bit like those promises that Gwen and Bill made. They're the promises to stick together for the long haul. The promises to stick together when it's hard, when it's subject to restrictions imposed by the government when it's subject to having to close our building, when it's the day that you just don't feel like it because you've had one hell of a week. But we still say, but I will stick with it. We stick with it when we agree and we stick with it when we disagree. And of course, we're not perfect. Of course, I let you down. And maybe sometimes I feel that you let me down. But we stick at it together with God. I think when we read things like that account from Acts, it can be a bit intimidating, can't it? This early church seemed to have it all sorted. They spent lots of time together worshipping God. They were seemingly in and out of each other's homes, having dinner together very regularly. And that's not how our lives are. But what I think we do take from that reading is that they were united in one common purpose, as are we. We seek to follow Jesus as they sought to follow Jesus. We seek to administer and interpret Christ's laws as our Baptist forebears here and elsewhere have done for hundreds of years. We do it because we know it isn't going to be easy, but because we want to do it anyway. When I look back over the last 12 years, there has been so much to celebrate several baptisms, increasing diversity in our membership and our wider community of friends, the stickability that stayed together on Zoom, that even after 18 months, we have 40-odd devices connected this morning, people who are choosing to worship with us, whether this is your permanent church or whether this is the church you are connected to more loosely. There is so much to celebrate and so we're going to renew that covenant in just a few moments. Now, usually 
what happens is I take the lead and we put it all up on the screen and you get a bit to say. As I was reflecting, I thought, you know, that's really not helpful. That really doesn't express what we're about as a church. So this year, we're going to share those words between the trustees and myself. If you have a service sheet, um, you will find a small portion of words on there. And, and when we get to that point, Anne is going to lead us. And you'll be invited with your mics muted to say those words along with Anne. And just because if you're anything like me, you'll probably have forgotten by then. Um, and will just give us a quick reminder when we get to that. And so together, we're going to renew our covenant and we're going to be led by our trustees in doing so. Today, we gather, recognising the Christ in our midst, affirming our faith in the God who loves us with a love that transforms us and who calls us to work for a transformed world. Today... We gather recognizing that Christ each other, affirming the calling of the Spirit who has brought us together this day. And so we say together, today we bring ourselves and the gifts we have and renew our covenant vow to serve and encourage this church and community to respect and care for each other, to take responsibility for the people we are and the people we hope to be in Christ, and to encourage one another as we make this journey together. Creating and redeeming God, we give you thanks and praise. Your covenant of grace was made for our salvation in Jesus Christ, our Lord. We come this day to renew our covenant with you and with companion disciples, to watch over each other and to walk together before you in ways known and still to be made known. Pour your spirit upon us. Help us so to walk in your ways that the promises we make this day and the life that we live together may become an offering of love, our duty and delight truly glorifying to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. This day we give ourselves again to the Lord and to each other to be bound together in fellowship and to work together in the unity of the Spirit for the sake of God's mission. God of life, you call us and envision us. We give ourselves today to each other and to you, trusting that as you call us, so you covenant to share this journey with us, to nurture and sustain our life together and to guide our paths. Amen. Inside your little envelopes, your packages, um, as well as your packet of bulbs, you should have um, hopefully had a little card about the size of a credit card and hopefully the number for one person in your, 
each person in your household. On one side is a picture of our logo. On the other is a summary of that covenant promise, which we shared together in which Anne led us. And so you can stick this in your wallet or your purse or your Bible or your drawer, whatever. But you'll stumble across it from time to time. And it will just be a reminder of the promises we made together this day. Sometimes we use big words to describe really quite simple concepts. And, and one of the songs we've used together over the years really seems to sum up for me what it means when we covenant together as Hillhead Baptist Church. So let's join in singing, I am the church, you are the church. We are the church together. So having made our covenant together, let's come to God with our prayers for each other and for others. Let us pray. Covenant making God, we praise and thank you for the gift of this church community. Where we have found welcome and acceptance. And among whom we can share the messy reality of life together. Help us in the days and weeks ahead to remember the promises that we have made. Help us to respect and care for each other, 
celebrating our diversity. Listening, noticing, sharing honestly, deepening relationships, encouraging and empowering, learning and growing as disciples of Christ. Our church prayer diary for this week spans the globe, reflecting that we're a geographically scattered community of all ages and diverse cultures. And so especially we remember Betty, Graham, Ali and the family, Yang Yang, Talash, Antoinette, Spencer and their wider family, Bayar and family, Christine serving as a chaplain in southern France, Nicola and her family on Butte, Joy, our new BMS partner in Nepal. Community making God, we thank you for these friends. Some we know well and see often. Others we've perhaps only met online or in the past. We pray that in the days ahead, they will find the inner resources they need, whatever life brings, and that our life and jewels will surround and sustain them. As we gather online this morning, we're mindful of other congregations, gathering in other places and in other ways. We think especially of our friends in the Baptist Union of Scotland, with whom we are also in covenant. For those who will have shared in the stream service as part of the Canopy Online Assembly. And for those who, like us, have held their own services. However we have met, may our siblings in Christ have found sustenance for their souls and refreshment for their lives. Especially, we remember our sister churches in Nairn, New Prestwick and Newton Mans, seeking to serve very different communities with different needs and aspirations. Commissioning God, we thank you for those who respond to your call to make disciples across the globe, even in places of physical danger. This week, BMS World Mission draw our attention to their work in Israel-Palestine, a beautiful yet troubled land, central to the stories of Christians and Jews, important for Muslims, a place where violence and injustice are so often carried out in the name of faith. We pray for the work undertaken by partner colleges and organisations that seek to equip women and men for service throughout the Arab-speaking world. Connection-making God, as we have prayed for each other, and for our Baptist siblings close to home and far away around the globe, we've been reminded of our own interconnectedness and interdependence with the whole of humankind and the world of which we're just a tiny part. In a world where poverty, violence, injustice, corruption and cruelty seem overwhelming, help us to remember the story of the tiny seed that grows and flourishes. Help us to dream dreams, to sow seeds of hope, 
and also show us how we may nurture and care for them whilst we wait for the shoots and then the leaves. And then one day, the beautiful blooms of your renewed creation. All these things we pray in the name of Christ. Amen. has made us a people. We have been shaped by God's will. Jesus calls us together and we meet in Jesus' name. The Spirit binds us together and leads us into truth. Across the nation, around the world, we have made things ready. Bread for breaking, wine for pouring, Signs of Christ's love and hospitality. Symbols of his life broken. His blood poured out. But he is not dead. He is risen and present among us. Evidence of God's covenant, grace and promise. So we come in faith, you and I and all of us together, companions on the journey. Some of us are fresh and eager, others weary, in need of nourishment. Each of us is conscious of our failings, disappointments and regrets. So we come humbly, seeking forgiveness as we sing together.
It was the night of the Passover, and Jesus and his friends were sharing supper together. While they were eating, he told them that one of them would betray him. They were appalled and protested, saying, Not I, Lord. I would never betray you. Jesus took some bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to them, saying, Take this and eat. This is my body. He took the cup of wine and after giving thanks, passed it among them, saying as they drank, This is my blood of the covenant. It is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. I will not drink again until the day comes when I drink with you in my Father's kingdom. Let us pray. Creating and redeeming God, we give you thanks for your covenant of grace. A covenant expressed in sinful people who know forgiveness. The weary who are refreshed. The hungry who are nourished. The captives who are set free and the oppressed who experience liberation. Thank you that you chose to make us part of your story. Thank you for Jesus Christ who revealed your love in his death and resurrection and who continues to share his life with us through bread and wine. Thank you for sending the Holy Spirit who sustains us as we walk together, helping us to watch over each other, to pray for one another, and to work together for justice and truth. As we eat the bread and drink the cup, signs of hospitality and grace, may we be empowered to serve boldly wherever you may call. Accept these prayers and our heartfelt thanksgiving in the name of Jesus Christ as we join our voices singing together. One people, one bread, a sign of our common faith and testimony to the generosity of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us take this food and eat it with thanksgiving.
one people, one cup, a sign of the new covenant poured out for us and for many. When we drink, we must be thankful and agree together never to forget. So let us take this cup and drink it with thanksgiving. Holy God, we have been nourished and had our thirst quenched through bread broken and wine poured in thanksgiving for your son, Jesus Christ. Send us out to be as generous to those we meet this week, that through word and deed, we may share the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. So as we go our separate ways, the blessing of God, life giver, pain bearer, love maker, be with us all now and always. Amen. Amen.